come to our attention that a mysterious force is loose somewhere in outer space. The mysteries of creation are there. Up in the sky? Up in the sky. The moon and the planets are there. And new hopes for knowledge and peace are there. And therefore, as we set sail, we ask God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked. Shall bring disaster to evil factors Demonic chapters shall be captured by kings Through the storms of days after And to the earth from the sun Through triple darkness to blast you With a force that can't be compared To any firepower For it's mind power shared The brainwave causes vessels to circulate Like constellations reflect at night Off the lake Word to the father and mother earth Seeking everlasting life through this hell For what it's worth Look, listen and observe and watch another sea cycle pulling my peeps to the curb. Heed the words, it's like ghetto-style proverbs. The righteous pay a sacrifice to get what they deserve. Cannot afford to be confined to a cell. Brainwaves swell, turning a desert to a well. Experience the best teacher. Fox will spray like street sweepers. Little daddy street preacher, illustrious feature. Narrator you select, accompanied by deck, plus the DJ you respect. The seven and a half combined over the front line. The ten percenters promoting slander in the airtime. Bear in mind, jewels be the tools of the trade. Sharp blades, heavenly praise, and dues are paid. Above the crowds, above the clouds, where the sounds are original. Infinite skills create miracles. Warrior spiritual, above the clouds. Raining down, holding it down. Yeah, I leave scientists mentally scarred. Triple extra large, wow, like rock stars who smash guitars. Poison bars from the guards, bust holes in your mirage. Catch a charge, shake them down like the riot squad. Invade your zone, ruin like ancient Rome. I span the universe and return to earth to claim my throne. The maker, owner, plus soul controller. Ayatollah, rest in the sky, the clouds my sofa. Stand like colossus, regardless to whom or what. Numerous attempts in my life. So who to trust? Who but us? To supply her with the fire, the burning truth. 150 absolute proof on the mic like Moses spoke in Golden Squad. Survivor of the oldest tribe whose soldiers died. I know the five families, we shed tears and mourn. But our hands are on the ammo cause the battle's still on. Sound the horn. We come rumbling through the function. Precise laser beam technique to touch something. When we die hard, they build a monument to honor us with. Humongous effect in the world, we could have conquered it. Above the crowds, above the clouds, where the sounds are original. Infinite skills create miracles. Warrior spiritual. Above the clouds, raining down, holding it down. Above the crowds, above the clouds, where the sounds are original. Infinite skills create miracles. Warrior spiritual. Above the clouds, raining down, holding it down. Welcome. This is Left to Right. I'm your host, Abdul Shaheed. I hope everything is coming in okay. 
I'm having some difficulty here. <laughs> my microphone's working, but my headset's not, so bear with me. Uh, thank you for joining me. It's February already, the 2nd, 2019. And if you if you were paying any attention to the, the, the first or yesterday, you know, it was Black History Month. <laughs> Whatever that is. I have no idea what that is. So I, I, I want to take a little time to talk about Black History Month. But I want to start by explaining a couple things. Whenever we are presented with um, topics of discussion or um, narratives that are in the forefront in the historical part of our uh, of U.S. history. Whatever's in the plain text in our schools, whether it's grade school or all the way up to, you know, your doctorate level college education, your, your PhD, sir, it's in, and especially history, there's a, a certain angle a certain lens that everyone has to see through in order to be a awarded with such accolades as you know PhD or or, or you know research phenomenon whatever PhD in research. So you have to have, you have, to have a certain lens to look at things. So in history, for example. Is one of those subjects, one of those topics, things that can go a certain way, per se, and it's talked a certain way, and it's repeated a certain way, and from so many angles to where people say it's factual. So this is facts here. Certain events in history, this is how it went. And if you disagree or have a alternate idea or understanding of history, you're considered a quack or someone who is strange or someone who is trying to change history, right? Revisionist, right? Revisionist history. And so Black History Month falls directly into that little trap. And on purpose, by the way. And it, I mean, I can ask anyone, you can, you can ask anybody, or you have a question of, you know, uh, what is black history? Um, you know, what does it mean to you? Or do you know what it is? Or how it was started, and so on and so forth. And I would hope that people will say, oh, yeah, we started because, you know, civil rights movement and, you know, honoring, you know, what blacks contributed to the U.S. history, so on and so forth. But then you think about the time frame or the period of this so-called black month, black, black history month, and people go as far back as they can without 
oh, sound racist. <laughs> that word racist comes up all the time. We're talking about black history. But you go back to people, you know, go back to the slaves, you know, and that whole history of being a slave and, you know, finally getting the right to vote and one third of a human. Oh, Abe Lincoln freed the slaves. Oh, yeah. And Emancipation Proclamation. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, Barack Obama, first president. Woohoo! Like celebrating that, right? And they focus on, they, they, they keep the focus on strictly that. Especially when you talk about black history. So they give us a month and they celebrate certain achievements of certain people. And not giving the whole scope of black history, especially here in America. So I want to address that a little bit. And as I go through this, and if you look at some of the names of these people that I point out, the question that always comes to mind, why is it always somebody that studied at Harvard or Yale? Doctorates from, from, from these institutions. And I find it strange that the people that are mentioned from what I'm going to present here, they present them as the creators of this notion of black history, as if they are fathers of the idea that blacks contributed to the U.S. history as a whole. So, I'm going to read a couple things here that I find interesting. Um, the father of black history. Um, <laughs> is interestingly enough connected, connected to, to Russia, believe it or not. And to, uh, I believe, the, the communist ideas at the time. Isn't that funny how that is always connected where like like with, with the Democratic Party and, and and you know I'm talking about communism and the black folks, you know, are lumped into that whole Democratic Party idea of what's going on now. And it's it all has its root, the Democratic Party and in its ideas and, and, and what it does in communism. So I found it funny when I researched this a little bit. So the guy who's considered the, the father of black history, his name is uh, Carter G. Woodson. And I, I just, you know, I don't know why I use Wikipedia, but I mean, this could be convenient, I guess, and it's the first thing that pops up. And it's the, it, it's the tool used to, like, make the standard of the propaganda, right? So <laughs> I guess that's why I print it off and read it, because it, it gives you the standard, you know, the history ones that you, you, you need to know and, and respect and not question. So this 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 gentleman, I'll be brief with his, his uh, history. Early life and education, group in Virginia, 1875, December, two form, sons of former slaves. Now, notice how they always put this in the historical context of black folks 
that happen to be educated or happen to be prominent in society who happen to be well-educated, they always drop that little note in there. Former slaves. Now, we don't know. I mean, it's just what this says. But son of former slaves, Anne Eliza Riddle and James Henry Woodson. His parents were both literate and his father who had helped the Union soldiers during the Civil War support the family as a carpenter and a farmer. Woodson was often unable to regularly attend the primary school, so he uh, so as to help out with the fam, or, or I'm sorry, let me back up. Primary school as so as to help out on the farm. So, you know, he, he wasn't very literate, so he, he worked on the farm, so on and so forth. I'm just going to fast forward. Um, so they talked about him, you know, um, him and his brother moved to West Virginia and was a coal miner. And uh, he was able to go to a new secondary school for blacks uh, called Douglas High School. Um, and then that's when he got his, edu- uh, his education. So moving on down. Real quick. I'm a little out of order here. Um, okay. So, oh, interesting. I didn't even see that. His education was from Berea College. That's in Kentucky, I believe. Uh, my father went to the university. That's interesting. And the University of Chicago. So, University of Chicago, and he had his Harvard PhD from the University of Harvard in, in, in 1912. That's an interesting note. 1912, Harvard University. Okay. Dean, Dean of Howard, uh, Howard University, uh, Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, and a Negro uh, History Week. So he basically created this 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 this, uh, this study group from friends of his from Harvard and other places to talk about Negro history and what and what that what that is and what it represents. And so he started with a week, and then at the NAACP in honor of. Uh, uh, in honor of, of this gentleman, um, branched out and, and um, excuse me, I'm sorry. Could could you cool up some music, please? I've gotten a, a slight emergency. I'm sorry.
you ask me why, I just went on and told her. She asked me why, I just went on and told her. She asked me why, I just went on and told her. She asked me why. I just went on tour. Apologies. Family things that pop up at the best times. Okay. Getting back to what I was talking about. Black history. How how it's it, it's funneled down a narrow path. And this guy, Carter G. Wilson, was, was su- supposedly the founder of black history. Harvard graduate, so on and so forth. However, um, and this gentleman was connected to um, a, a guy named Peter uh, um, Demens, D-E-M-E-N-S. And um, <laughs> this gentleman, Peter, owned a railroad that went through central um, Florida and pretty much connected the the, the coast with, with central Florida for for trading and, and whatnot. And this gentleman was a, a as it reads, um, Russian. Uh, he was liberally or uh, liberal-minded, well-educated aristocrat, first cousins of Prince Petrov, and captain of the Imperial Guard. So um, his father was uh, uh, had two estates, one near the Tsar's capital, St. Petersburg in Moscow. Blah, 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 so on and so forth. But anyway, this gentleman, Peter, had this railroad operation. And this operation was uh, basically hijacked from him by a, a guy named Edward Stotesbury. And Edward Stotesbury, <laughs> believe it or not, was a prominent investment baker and partner in the Philadelphia's Drexel and Company and its New York affiliate, J.P. Morgan and Company. So, Look at the connection now, as thin as it may be, of people who surrounded this idea of black history, who helped fund the research of this of this gentleman, Carter G. Wilson, and the pigeonhole it puts black history in. And it always stems from the idea that black folks weren't here before slave times. And in my research, they were, but that's, I'm going to save that for another day. So, what I want to focus on, again, is, is, is the narrative of black history. They don't ev- involve the history in its, in its totality, right? They give out certain people and they select certain uh, individuals who who fall into that group that are, that are Harvard graduates who have connections to to certain institutions 
that 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 really that really drive the historical aspect of black history. And so it pains me when I see on the TV when they start promoting the stuff. So they talk about, of course, he's talking about uh, uh, Martin Luther King. They talk about, you know, Abraham Lincoln, how the Emancipation Proclamation, when I talk about, but they don't give you the complete story. And I always say that the, the story is always obviously is continuing, but certain things you have to, to, to look at and, um, And certain players that are involved when they talk about this this history, it's just so so called history. So, uh, real quick, an article from uh, uh, this is from uh, BlackPast.org um, entitled "The History of Black History Month." Um, and this article is by Daryl Michael Scott, professor of history at Howard University. Um, the story of Black History Month begins in Chicago. Hey, believe it or not, that's funny. <laughs> begins in Chicago during the late summer of 1915. Uh, an alumnus of the uh, of the University of Chicago, with many friends in the city, Carter G. Woodson traveled from Washington D.C. to participate in the national celebration of the 15th anniversary of the emancipation, sponsored by the state of Illinois. Thousands of African Americans traveled across the country to see the exhibits, highlighted or highlighting the progress their people had made since the uh, destruction of slavery. See, this is what I was talking about before. So they they, they create this exhibit. And have these so-called scholars and invite people, black folks, you know, across the country to come exhibit or to come uh, look at this as exhibit of the destruction of slavery. Right. The rebirth, you know, of this idea of, you know, black people not being and being slaves anymore and, and, and so on and so forth. So they're, they're, they're constructing the narrative. The narrative is you were all slaves. Which I know is not true. Believe it or not, black folks own plantations in the South. This idea that every black folk that came over here from the boat on the boat was a slave is crazy. And to think that there weren't other slaves than black people is also crazy too. They were Irish slaves. Of course, different terms means different things to some people. It's all the same. Indentured servants. The Irish indentured servants were viewed as the same as the African indentured servants or African slaves. Tales of them bonding during times of relaxation over a fire with song and dance, embracing children's culture. But they don't tell you about that. That part, but I digress. Let me continue with this article because I, I find it interesting. Um, thousands of Africans, African Americans, like I said, travel across the country, see these exhibits. Um, this this gentleman, Woodson, was a, awarded a doctor from Harvard three years earlier. So, um, despite being held in the Coliseum, the site of the to, uh, 1912 Republican convention, an overflow crowd of six to 12,000 waited outside of their turn to view the exhibits. 
So and I think that's very interesting too. This is 1912, so you can, can see the the conditioning. Because if anybody knows history, especially political history in the South in the 1800s, late 1800s, many black folks were Republicans. Okay, the whole movement was of Republicanism. This here in 1912, in the Republican Convention, was the turning point to where the crafty people from Harvard, from Yale, would change the narrative to allow that transition from black folks in the idea and frame of republicanism being converted into the idea of democracy and being democratic. Uh, at the same time, from the 18, late 1800s, uh, but to this time, there was the Ku Klux Klan formed by the Democratic Party to sponsor terrorism to the Black Republicans. And the whole narrative is starting to flip. And I believe, in my opinion, that this here contributed to that idea of Black folks and Republicanism into this whole fear-based democracy, because that's what they've been fed. So, uh, article continues and says, um, Carter G. Woodson believed that publishing scientific history, I put that in quotes, publishing scientific history would transform race relations by dispelling the widespread falsehoods about achievement, achievements of Africans and peoples of African descent. He hoped that others would popularize the, uh, the findings that he and other black intellectuals would publish in the Journal of Negro History, established in 1916. So there you go. So he wanted to change the whole Silver spoon in their mouth and had everything they should have won a silver platter and never had to work hard for nothing. That there are some people that was born in the opposite world or those that was born in heaven, which is called hell, and had to work hard for everything they got and never had nothing handed to them and never will. I'm only at the age of 10 and life already seems to me like it's hatting for a dead end. Cause my mom would be smoking mad crack. My pops went out for a fast snack and never brought his ass back. Nobody knows how I feel, it's quite ill, cause I had to still fulfill my 
with a nice meal. Too ashamed to walk the streets, wearing the same cheap sleeves and dirty outfits for weeks. Even my holidays got damaged, cause on Christmas I asked Santa for a father and a hot sandwich. I just can't take it. And every day I ask myself, how will I make it? It seems like my life been close ever since I was a child. And how will I make it? I won't, that's how. I walk around with a frown, I got no reason to smile. And how will I independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to RepublicBroadcasting.org. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. February is Heart Month. Every year for the month of February, to show our appreciation to Extendivite's faithful customers, we have a sale. If you would like to try Extendivite, now is the time to get a few months ahead and really give Extendivite the time to show you how it works. Most of Extendivite's long-term customers wait for this sale to stock up. People and doctors tell us about the unbelievable improvements that they have experienced in their overall health, not just the heart. Extendivite wants you to experience the power of these herbs. Get a four-month supply for only $115 for either the capsules or tincture. Please take advantage of this once-per-year sale and get healthy for life. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or find us on Amazon. Extend your life with Extendovite. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. AirOutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. 
Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it. It has come to our attention that a mysterious force is loose somewhere in outer space. The mysteries of creation are there. Up in the sky? Up in the sky. The moon and the planets are there. And new hopes for knowledge and peace are there. And therefore, as we set sail, we ask God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Left to Right. I'm your host, Abdul Shaheed, January 26, 2019, and getting right back into our discussion of this disgusting behavior from the people who claim they love you. There's a point I, I, I forgot to mention. Wasn't the March for Life the same day this SOB signed this legislation in New York? Wasn't the March of Life going on in D.C. at this time? Which the president supports wholly. Which I, I, I... I wonder, I wonder, I mean, I get it, you know, they did it for the Roe versus Wade decision, you know, they marched in, you know, 1974, I think it started, which is great. But I thought about it, like, blood, moon, sacrifice. Uh, so the people who organized the march must, must have understood the time frames, of, you know, of these wicked people who celebrate death, who love it, the cult of death, must have known they would have been celebrating death the 18th through the 22nd. <laughs> so we're going to march for life, which is, I think that's wonderful. 
I support that. And these same people who's telling you that you should destroy human life in the womb are the same one that that's mandating you have their health care. Think about that. The same ones passing legislation about killing human life are the same ones telling you that you need their health care and their insurance. But that, 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 that's an oxymoron. You can't insure anything in life. So it's not health insurance. We need to be focused on health assurance. How do you assure your life? Not how you waste money on insuring your life. And one way to assure your life is to speak out and on this evil that is going on in our everyday lives. Simple things. You have children, they have meetings of what goes on at their school, what they're talking about, and their curriculum, and, and, and what they're teaching. Go to them. Well, find out what they're teaching your, your child in school. I know you're tired. You don't really have time for that. You love your children. You should take a look at what's being taught. Now, back when I was a kid, they were just starting to, to integrate this idea of, of sexualizing children more than they already were. Remember in the health class, Talking about sex positions and different things you can do sexually to a, a man and a woman. At that time, at least it was a man and a woman. <laughs> now, 2019, oh my goodness. What are they teaching our children right now in 2019? We already know. They ain't teaching as a man and a woman anymore. <laughs> I was spared, luckily, when the transition was going on. Maybe I wasn't. I digress. So there are other important things that are going on behind the scenes. But most importantly, when we're talking about our nation and what's happened politically, we can't, we can no longer accept the norm. Two-party duopoly, or the one-party duopoly. I talked about before, there is no Republican, there's no Democrat. To me, it's about the people who love life and what it entails and the people who worship death and love death and promote death. And we, and we should understand who these people are. We should expose who these people are. So, what you don't hear about 
right now is what's going on in the Middle East. <laughs> I mean, this audience knows and they're attuned to the happenings in the Middle East right now. And you haven't heard. There's a lot of hype and propaganda being pushed in the media over there anyways, not much over here, about Iran and Iran attacking Israel and getting ready to attack. Can you imagine that? I wonder why we don't hear about that as much as we should. Oh, Roger Stone. Oh, Roger Stone. Oh, Roger Stone. He got arrested. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Oh, no. Mueller, Stone, Trump. Oh, no. But what's happened at the same time? Airstrikes in Syria. Bombs going off in Syria. People being murdered. Innocent lives being lost. On the idea of stopping Iran from gaining more territory, threaten Israel. Is anybody tired of that yet? We know how much foreign aid goes out of, of this country to places that, that really America, our nation, has no need for. To support, anyways, and I don't want to hear about humanitarian and democracy. I, I I really don't care about those two words, to be honest. There's nothing humanitarian about illegal immigrants coming up to our southern border, being camped out, passing around diseases, legionnaires' diseases is exploding on the southern border. We're housing migrants. Anybody care about that? You don't hear about it, though, do you? No, you don't. Who gives people who are not American, who are born in this country, who gives illegals the right to the benefits of this nation and being an American? Who gives them the right to have access to my tax dollar? I'm being raked over the coals by the U.S. government. Who are these people? They're not my friends. They're not your friends either. So if you believe it or not, going to get a wall or at least we'll start a wall on our southern border it might not get built in the next year and a half or the next five and a half years let's move now I think about some of the topics that I'll be hearing about and how disgusted people are with Trump and the Trump's administration and I always tell people I talk with, I'm like, you, you, you really don't understand, or, or you do, or you just are being willfully ignorant. Do I need to take anybody back to November 22nd? 
I need to remind my fellow Americans what happens to uppity people in government. Do I need to remind you what happened to Vince Foster? Do I need to remind you of the evil that men do from the Bush, Clinton, Obama crime syndicate? Unthinkable acts. Do I need to remind you of Seth Rich? Unsolved murder, supposedly. Where's the federal prosecutor that's indicting somebody for the murder of Seth Rich? You can indict someone in, from a grand jury on conspiracy. Now, I, let me let me back up. Let me I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give the, I'm gonna give it to you like this. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about. Oh, wow. All right. We are back. I don't know how long I was gone. Okay. Speak, man. The funniest things are happening right now. Like the communication segment. Telecommunications all over the place right now. I don't even know where I was at. Well, let me, let me pick it up where. Oh wow! Oh man! Okay. Okay. So, um, I was speaking to nobody. So, <laughs> funny how things work out, and you just notice them as you're as you're getting into things. Okay. So. Uh, let me back up here on my thoughts here. Um, I was talking about before um, how black history is being shaped. And I was getting into um, the incident. I'm sure you guys heard um, was about uh, Justice Smollett and his incident in Chicago where he was supposedly assaulted at 2 a.m. in Chicago, downtown Chicago, by individuals saying this is Chicago, quote-unquote, MAGA country and tied a rope around his neck and poured some cor- some sort of clear liquid on his head. So where this took place at in Chicago was off East Lake Street, 300 block. And supposedly he didn't call the police after assault. I guess he still had his money, he still had his phone, um, and he wasn't beaten up too bad. He decided to walk to, to Northwestern Hospital, which is about seven city blocks north, and whether that is anywhere anywhere between 9 and negative 11 degrees at this time at 2 in the morning, on Tuesday morning. And when he gets there, he checks himself in, he's treated, and what happens after that is this is an explosion of press, of MSM uh, talking points and headlines about racism and Trump and the MAGA, red MAGA hat and what that symbolized and that represent the new the new white hood, right? The new symbol of racism. So they're setting this narrative up. And this happened on Tuesday. 
So this is a couple days before the great Black History Month. And so when I was speaking earlier, is about how they pigeonhole black history, academia, these people from Harvard, these people from Chicago University, these people from Yale, who are supposedly uh, sons and ancestors, well, ancestors of slaves, somehow were illiterate and somehow became literate somehow, magically. But anyways, I digress. But the idea here is that the people who set up this whole black history narrative are the same people funding and bringing in this narrative of of racial division and hate, especially throughout the mainstream media. It's the same people. It was the same people in the eight, eight, uh, late 1800s, 1890s, up until, you know, 1913, 1915 era or time frame, this whole idea of black history came about. I, I, I thought about that, and I'm like, you know what? What else came out in around 1911, 12, 13, around that time? What else was, what, what was, was created and brought to the forefront? And if you, if you follow along, it's, it's the Federal Reserve. That whole theory of funny money, fiat money being sound and can help the American people. So look how they distract us even more. You know, you can name the events that happen around that time around the world and even here in this country. The headline would never be the Federal Reserve and its concoction of Jekyll Island and it being brought by the Rothschilds and J.P. Morgans of the world, the banking industry. And I don't know if you heard my presentation prior to um, my mic not working, my computer being funny. And I talked about how, how the creator, so-called founder of Black History Month, had ties to these very same people and organizations that brought us the Federal Reserve through... Russian, not that there's anything wrong with Russians, but through Russian aristocracy and ideals of liberalism, right? These are the people who funded and partnered with this Goodson character. Peter Demins, brought out by Edward Stokesbury of the J.P. Morgan fame. So these guys sell you a narrative, educate you about the history of the narrative, and then 105 years later, <laughs> it hits you across the head with the same narrative, all from a racial perspective, all to give you angst about seeing somebody that's different from you, playing to your fears. Isn't that what they do? Problem, reaction, solution. When I was talking about earlier pigeonholing black history, that's the problem in black America. We, we don't know our culture from whatever it is, wherever we came from. We don't know our history, our American history, and the people that sacrificed their lives 
the people that were, who, who, who were here already before this idea of America, but also those people who transition and help shape what this nation is. It, they're, they're forgotten about. It's not talked about. Just on a little tiny scale, they jump from slavery to basically emancipation, and then they jump over to civil rights. They don't tell you about anything in between or before that. So that's what I was getting into, and how it's financed and always by the same group of people. So when you think black history, don't think about Martin Luther King. Don't think about Abraham Lincoln. There's more to it. And in this, like I I was talking about before, I I don't know if we heard this or not. This whole month is going to be a representation of what is not actually happening. They're creating the narrative so in your minds that you soak it up, that you create what they are speaking of. The racial division. Blacks versus whites. Immigrants versus Americans. I mean, look at it. Right now, they're talking about the wall, and or not the wall, but the, 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 the migrant, you know, migrant camp that is poured or whatever that's coming to the border. See how they see how they make that work, right? They know what they're doing. They're shuffling the cards around so you don't really see the real plan. And it, I'm telling you right now, it's easy to break that. How you ask is simply by focusing on you, you and your family and try to understand your position, what you want to do. If you get caught up in the narrative and what's being said about Russia, about black people hating white people because of a red hat, it's only meant to, to, to direct you or dilute your focus. Now, am I supposed to be proud of the Black Black History Month? Sure, I guess. If you, if you, I mean, if you, you know, great. You talk about it. Do they talk about King Musa the second? Probably not. Do they highlight the other things Malcolm X did instead of what, what was portrayed in the media? Are they going to highlight his quotes? Of a liberal person is one of the, the most dangerous person. They're going to highlight those quotes. They're going to highlight the quotes where he talks about the media or the real problems. You don't talk about that? No. And I just wanted to end. Um, my focus on what really matters the most. And I think that uh, they're using, the media is using racism or so-called racism or the idea of white supremacy or the idea of the new imagery of white supremacy as a red MAGA hat. 
they're using that as a distraction to keep away from what's really at hand is the fact that these politicians, Republican too, but mostly Democrat politicians, are in love with this idea that killing babies is a trendy, loving thing. They don't say it's selfish. I tell you it's about the rights of a woman to choose. They never talk about, about the rights of individuals to choose to use contraceptives or practice abstinence. They don't talk about that ability to choose. You see what's happening? They make the decisions for you and tell them it's your choice. People don't understand the laws that's being passed right now and what's in them. They make you believe that you have a choice to abort your baby when the head is crowning. Oh, I, I like who? Like, think about that. What? I, think about what woman that has given birth to a child and the agony and the and the intensity of that. Who, what woman is going to be like, you know what? My child is going to have a bad life. Let's just kill it. And so I can get on with my life. So that isn't a hassle to me anymore. Not one. But they make it trendy for that purpose. So, I don't know if this program is ending. It's about that time. Be aware. Be weary of what's being out in the media. Thank you for listening. Don't support black history. Go learn about history. Good night. paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.